0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Amin Talks. As always, I'm your host, Amin, and uh, yeah, this week we got episode twelve. Uh, fun, fun topic for today is habits. So, as always, I'm gonna be sharing my opinions, experiences, personal thoughts, and just my internal dialogue. What I say to myself when it comes to habits. We're gonna define it, talk about good versus bad habits, quote unquote. Um, Kind of the way the way habits work and how you can try to change bad habits and how I personally feel that I should do so or everyone should do so. So yeah. So what are habits? So the way I guess I would define a habit is kind of an automated or it's almost it's nearly automated uh, action that is usually triggered by a stimulus meaning there's um there's some there's this thing called a trigger or you could call it a stimulus whatever and it causes you to do an action all right not like uh, it can become somewhat robotic to a certain degree depending in different different cases and different scenarios but the the whole point is there's this thing called a habit loop and uh, where I learned about this, where I got it from, is from this book called The Power of Habit by, I believe, Charles Duhigg. And the way it works is, what, like I said before, there's a trigger or a stimulus. It causes action X to happen, and then action X is followed up by a reward. So that's what a habit loop looks like. That's why that's kind of how habits are ingrained and uh, conditioned in our, in our brains and in who, in who we are. In our minds. So an example is, uh, there was this guy, uh, Pavlov, I think his name was Ivan Pavlov. Uh, I don't know if that's his first name or not. might be messing it up. But anyways, he was looking into conditioning. Uh, I believe it was a dog to salivate, uh, upon hearing, upon hearing a bell. So basically he would ring a bell and every time he rung a bell, he would, I, hope I'm not butchering his experiment he would give a dog food and for x amount of times a bunch of times so then he would condition it basically it's training the dog like oh you hear the bell then you get food or so basically what ended up happening is it got to a point where he rung the bell and then there was no food but there but what happened to the dog the dog salivated all right that's that's the action that happened stimulus action is the salivation. So he conditioned a... This this was studying conditioning, but it is strongly related to habit. He conditioned the response of salivation or the action of salivation through the bell as the stimulus and the reward being the food or the treat. Um, A much funnier and, in my opinion, better example of this is from The Office. And if you don't watch The Office, like... You're dead to me. I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, is when Jim was doing, he he actually said like he based this off of Ivan Pavlov. He rang a bell or no? He made a sound with his computer, kind of like a ding sound. Uh, and after each time he w- did that, he offered uh, he offered Dwight a mint. And then he kept on doing that and doing that and over time. And then it got to a certain point where he just did the sound, and Dwight held out his hand and like ready for a mint and he but there but jim didn't give him what uh give him a mint but and then dwight started salivating and long story short jim jim got dwight you know and that's it's funny but that's that's kind of how this whole habit loop works how this conditioning works it's how things become habituated in our in like in who we are you know so habituated just means to become to become a a habit like in our lives. So, okay, cool. So so what? Why does why does that matter? Why does it matter to me? Why do I think it should matter to other people? And I find that understanding the way that habits work are helpful in several ways. One of them is helping me understand who I am. Like and what do I mean by that? I mean it helps me to understand what my own personal dispositions are to certain things what inclinations i have it helps expose certain personality flaws of mine or certain personality traits you know like what um why am i more inclined to do to have this habit than this habit or how does this make me feel when i do this and why is this why why is this ingrained in someone one way but it's ingrained in me a different way If it's the same thing, you know, they all got the same, they all tend to have the same root, you know, but they're going to do different things for different people. Like the same habit can be different depending on who you are. You know, they all got their personal aspects and personal lights to them and play on uh, certain characteristics of who we are like individually. And it also helps expose like certain, it might show certain vulnerabilities in character or at... Uh, Or like just anything that's, like I said before, flaws. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, I, I can observe, and by understanding how habits work, I can observe it in my own life. I can see, okay, wait, so there's something that sets me off personally, like there's a trigger, you know, and then I see, and then I happen to do, and I happen to do something like, let's say um, let's say I get bored. So then I go watch TV and the reward is I get entertained. You know, that's just, uh, that's a dull example, but that's kind of how all of this works. So I understanding that then I can, uh, then I can see it in my own life. So then once I see it, I'm able, I can at least begin, or I'm beginning to try to gain control over, over some things in my life and, I'm going to go into why I do think like you should try or it's important for me to try to gain control over habits and so on and so forth. But long story short, this brings us to a point. So a point of good habits or quote unquote good habits versus bad habits or another way you could say it is useful habits versus useless habits. And there's a parallel between those two ways to say it. And the reason I say it in two different ways is because. Some people don't like making a list of good things and bad things. I don't either. I don't like saying there's something, there's some good things and there's some bad things. I just, I think of it in terms of usefulness and helpfulness. Is it making me better? And the reason being is, okay, if something's useful for me, meaning it's useful to who I am, to becoming who I am supposed to be or who I have the potential to be, then it's good for me. Okay? So hence, good habit. Or if it's useless, it's not adding to me, it's not edifying me, it's not building me up or helping me walk uh, walk towards my own potential, then it's useless or quote-unquote bad for me. Because it's, if it's not helping, it's useless and it's bad. Because, I mean, even if it's not... It might, even if it's seemingly not taking away from your life, it not adding to your life. In my in my own personal eyes, that's that's the equivalent of being bad for you, because that's at the end of the day, it's bad in the sense that it's taking up, it's taking up room in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's thoughts. Um, whatever. That something else can be occupy occupying that quote unquote space of you know. So something good that could be useful is can't can't be in that space. So is it is it worth it for do I think it's worth the assessment of looking at examining your own habits examining my own habits of whether they're good or bad? Or is it worth is it worth trying to change bad habits? Like why? Like, what's the point? You know, what's that going to do for me? Is our habits bad? Like, or is it bad to habituate things? Is it good? I mean, What's the point? My opinion is, yes, it's definitely worth the assessment. Yes, it's worth trying to change the bad habits. And what what's the reason? Because one day I don't want to look up and just think of myself as or realize that I've just become it, like a bunch of automated responses that are just based on impulse and gratification. You know, like I don't want to be because at the end of the day, what is that like? Uh, you have a stick if everything is just stimulus, action, reward, stimulus, action, reward, and it's all based and it's not there's no intent behind it, meaning you're you're not intentionally doing it, then you just become robotic. I don't want to become robotic. That's why this is important, because what you just flip a switch and then I do like or a switch happens and then I'm completely unravelled or something happens like that's like that's not a life i want to walk into that's not a life i want to live that's not what a life i want to start living that just sounds terrible to me and that's why that's a big reason of why it's worth it you know and like i said if my actions don't have intent and i don't ha- that means like i don't have my own will behind them then in my opinion this might sound extreme but i think it's very much like it's very truthful is i become in a way, I become a slave. How do you how so? How do you become a slave? I become a slave in a sense that I'm sl- enslaved to my own impulses, my own desires, um, the habits themselves, the feeling of gratification and desire. And I don't have a hand on the wheel because if a switch is flipped and then an action happens, just from that flip switch being flipped, whether it's me flipping it or someone else, then I don't, like I said, I don't have my hand on the wheel. I don't have my own personal intent and will behind the action. It's automated. And that's like, I personally, that's, that's just, there's just like these ideas that per, that'll personally shake you to your core or like run down your spine. That's one of those ones that just really rub me the wrong way because the idea of not of just being asleep. Imagine living, but being asleep while you're living. You know, it's just automated, 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 and unfortunately, it's like it's very. Pre- I see it in my own life. I see it in my own life with social media and this and that, and like going on my phone. I talked about last week the dopamine. It's just, it's it's so prevalent and in the society. And then, like, not to be so. I don't I don't know what the word is for it, but like, I like I think that's very that's very easily why people. That's one reason. Or at least can be a reason why people become so nihilistic. It could be, it's a like imagine just looking up one day and it's like, wait, what's the what's the whole point? Like I can very easily see what I just said, all of that, very easily leading to that nihilistic point of view. Like, oh, what's the point? And then, like that, and, like suicide and whatever and whatnot. Because it's it's that's a depressing thing to think about. That's a that's a depressing way to live. It's no it's no way to live. It's not a good way to live. It it in my opinion that's just that's just what I thought, and like I like I said, once you if it's just about so if in regards to the dopamine like I said last week, if I'm just trying to get another hit of dopamine but a bigger hit or, or stronger to elicit the same response, at like over time, that's just. It's that, that, me continually trying to get that bigger hit of dopamine, bigger hit of dopamine, bigger hit of dopamine to get the same response. That itself, since I'm doing it so much, becomes habit. It becomes habituated. And that, that right there, in my opinion, is where that quote unquote, or not so quote unquote, slavery begins to the desires, gratifications, whatnot. And uh, now that is kind of the darker more quote-unquote bad side of habits or habituation um now you could tell of how I think you could tell from how I started this is I don't think I don't I believe there are good habits like I think there are good there are good things that can be habituated so like so then what do you What do you do with these quote unquote bad habits? What do I think about it? What are my experiences? And, like, I, as I usually preface, like most of my talks when I start talking about something that I feel strongly about is like, this isn't a lesson, you know, like I'm not trying to teach anyone anything. It's just, it's just one more thing that I suck at and that I found that I have trouble with and that I found to be like prevalent, a problem in my own personal, like, day to day. And I just, I'm just sharing what I believe and my opinion and what's been helpful for me so that I, that, like, just just for the sake of sharing, if it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. But, like, that's just, that's what this is. It's not a lesson. It's just me sharing what I want to say in regards to that in my life. So, basically, a bad habit can't just be terminated, Okay, it can't just be cut off or dropped out from your life. And I've tried that before. And I'm telling, trust me, it doesn't work. There's reasons it doesn't work. And what ends up happening is you, I, I'll just end up going back to the old habit, I'll go back to where I started. And what's the, what's the reason for that? Uh, it's what we said before the habit loop. So there the idea with the habit loop is there's a trigger, action, reward, trigger, action, reward, trigger, action, reward. So if I just drop that out of my life, but there happens to be a trigger, what do I do now? You know? And if you just yank that that habit out of your life, first of all, you have a bunch of empty time and you have a big gaping hole, you know? If it's habituated, that means it's probably like a day-to-day thing. In, in like, or at least like pretty frequently. So now you have a bunch of empty time that you don't know what to do with. And you and it's just it's a gaping hole, like, like mentally, physically, like, what are you what are you going to do? All right. So this habit loop comes into play. And basically, what it teaches or what I learned from it is that you have to replace a bad habit. It has to be replaced. It can't just get terminated. How do you, so how do you terminate, uh, excuse me, how do you replace, how do you replace a bad habit? So the, the habit loop that the part of the habit loop that you want to focus on is that action part. And the reason you want to focus on the action part is because that's that's kind of the quote-unquote uh, negative impact, the part that's negatively impacting your life. Not necessarily ne- not necessarily the trigger or the reward, but that middle part. Now, you do want to keep the tr- from what I've read, and like I kind of take my own twist on this, not necessarily exactly the same. Is you're not looking to keep those triggers around or trigger yourself, but it does say you want to keep the same trigger and the same reward, but you change the middle part. So then it rewires the habit loop. And just an example is if in the middle of the day, you uh, or me, I happen to get bored. So then I start scrolling through Instagram for hours. And then so the trigger would be me getting bored. The action would be me scrolling through Instagram. And then I the reward would be some form of entertainment to replace my boredom or some form of dopamine to make me uh to like flood my brain and hit my dopamine receptors and you need to get rid of like in that example you need to get rid of the instagram part of that habit loop but you have to put something good to replace it so like what i mean like i said before like good or something useful or edifying just something that's, that's better than that, you know, that's going to help you. That's going to help you personally. That could be, there's lots of things. There's exercise, there's reading, there's walking, meditating, um, breathing exercises, whatever, studying, um, working on a business, podcasting, writing an episode for a mean talks. Wow. What a coincidence. Um, and what I personally found in my experience to like, prompt me for the most success in changing a habit is planning ahead because if you don't if you don't plan ahead then once once it hits your the chances of failure are like through through the roof once that trigger hits the chances of you doing the old habit is is like way through the roof like i can promise you for me personally 9.9 out of 10 times, I am going to I'm gonna go back to that old habit if I didn't plan ahead, all right? And I can promise that. And the way I think of this planning ahead is a preemptive strike, all right? It's me planning that, okay, I get bored at whatever time of the day, I have nothing to do here, okay? So I have to do this at this time, okay? So I don't wait for the boredom to show up. If the boredom comes knocking and I don't have something planned, uh, bad habits are gonna happen because there's nothing... There's nothing in that spot, and I didn't plan ahead, and I can't just come up on with something on the spot. Because at the end of the day, those bad habits—they're habituated. They're stuff that like you—you you just automatically want—not necessarily want to do—but they're automated. So then that you just do them to get the to elicit the reward that you got before. You know, like you're drawn to it in a certain sense. That's part of this habituation process. <sighs> but if I if I say, okay, at this time of the day, like I'm going to do, uh, instead of bored, uh, waiting for myself to get bored, I'm going to insert uh, an exercise here or it, it like this goes back to the goals episode. When you're inserting something here, make sure it's something realistic and doable and not so far out of reach that it's going to crush you because then you're also going to revert back because you're not going to want to, it's going to be so difficult that you're not going to want to do it or want to change. So make it something easy like uh, maybe going on a walk for different people, it's going to be different things. Um, maybe just doing something you like to do that you enjoy. I don't, I don't know, maybe some people like reading, some people like cooking, different things, you know, if you have that planned ahead and say you're going to do it at whatever time, or just times just an example, there's different, there's different things like Uh, there's other triggers. But like, once that trigger comes up, and I'm using time as the example, because I used boredom as part of the example. Once that time comes up, you're going to do X, Y, and Z success rate is going to go through the roof. Now, uh, an expression I heard that I like a lot is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's literally just sums up everything I just said. And in my experience with the method of planning ahead is I, I do say this a lot. But like, you you're probably still gonna end up messing up because you can't just like we're we're human we're we're not it's the likelihood of us getting something right right off the bat is very is very low all right so uh likelihood is i'm gonna want to go back to the old habit i want to do the old thing you know because just the gravity is just leaning in that direction That's because that, that action is habituated and this new habit you're trying to form and replacing it isn't habituated. So then that's just the way, that's just the way the scale is leaning. So you, so then the likelihood of messing up is pretty high, but I know from this, uh, replacing habits technique is that it's all it is, is that there, there's a barrier here and this barrier is just something that has to get pushed into because the t- the scales tip in one way, but I want to tip it the other way. So I have to push into that barrier. I have to fight into that barrier to change the bad habit. And because the bad habit, it's not it's not doing anything for me. I clearly identified it as like something I don't want anymore. So you got to push. You got to fight. And how hard do you have to fight? Harder than the, the last time you fought. And that's just something I got from... Uh, Greg Doucette he's a fun YouTube personality he always like he always says stuff like oh you got to train harder than last time uh fight like fight harder than last time stuff like that and I think like as it could be funny at times but uh I mean it's it's really it's really true you got to do you got to try a little harder than last time if you if you were able to do it successfully for however many amount of times and then you messed up that's okay you just have to try. You go again and try a little harder than you did before, because you know you knew your threshold, all right. So now you're probably a little bit stronger. Push into a new thre- Push it to a new threshold, all right. That's that's what I learned from this. There's just a barrier that you have to push into and keep pushing, because it's not just gonna it's not just gonna collapse and be there. Be ready, like for you to have a new habit. You have to actually like I I it's like this habituation thing is so utterly difficult because. I go I think it really does go back to that dopamine thing like from last week it's it's so strong you know and if you didn't listen to that episode go check it out but yeah there after that uh changing bad habits or replacing bad habits idea um there's two small ideas that come to mind with this whole um habit thing especially in regard to good habits or forming good habits and they actually go hand in hand with each other the first one is this idea of oh I don't feel like doing something so I'm just gonna wait until I feel like it to do it I used to think like this but there is a problem with it and the problem with it is this expression you're putting the cart before the horse what does that mean When a horse pulls a cart or a carriage, it's in front of it, so it could pull it. If you put the cart in front of the horse, the horse isn't going to push the cart because that's not how it works, all right? In the sense of saying, I'm going to wait till the feeling to come, and then I'm going to do something, that's the cart before the horse. That feeling is the cart, and you're putting it in in front of the action or the horse, you know? Now the problem is that's counterproductive. Why is it counterproductive? Is because it's counterproductive because if you think like that nothing ever gets done. Instead, what I found more productive for me personally and I think a lot of like people will agree with this is you do something despite how you feel about it, despite wanting to do it or not. So that you so that that got, that goes back like the despite feeling whether you want to, despite whether you want to do it or not that goes back into the pushing the barriers you do something regardless of the feeling so that i could become the kind of person that actually likes doing that thing okay it's not feeling then action it's doing the action so then the feeling comes because if for example um, when i first like when i first started working out Like there was days where like, I didn't, I didn't really want to like, there was days I didn't want to show up, I'd rather stay on my couch. But guess what, if you go and you keep going, even on the days you don't really want to be there, it's going to become habituated. And then over time, I became the kind of person that likes lifting. That's that's how it went. I did. There was initial there was initial liking for it. But but even an initial liking for it, sometimes it's hard to show up even even after that you know so then that's that's just a small example of doing of why doing it even if you don't want to that's going to bring the feeling afterwards you don't wait for the feeling to come feelings like that don't just come if that was the case like no like for the most part you wouldn't have like champion athletes you wouldn't have successful people so that actually brings me to this next point which goes hand in hand and it's called going through the motions. Now, my my feelings with this idea of going through the motions is that I, I think it's vilified a lot more than it should be. And the reason being is like going through the motions isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a bad thing in the sense if you're talking about those bad habits, because then you just keep doing them. If you're going through the mo if you're talking about in good habits or establishing good habits, going through the motions is is great. Why? Because it's what we said before, if you don't, even if you don't feel like doing it, you, you should do it anyways, because and show up and go through the motions, just go through the motions, don't think about it, just do it. And look, I'm not saying this, like, it's very important that I say this, it's not, it's, I'm not saying this as someone who's like, got this down packed, I am the last person that has this down packed. All right. Like, this is one of the toughest, this is one of the toughest things for me. That's, that's why I'm talking about it. Not because I have it mastered, like, by no means. Like, I'm, like, far, like, end, like, early novice when it comes, early beginner novice when it comes to stuff like this. But I just like talking. So, there. But, yeah, going through the motions is important because of what, because of the cart before the horse idea. Because there's good like the feeling's not just going to come so when you show up you go through the motions because then it becomes automated that's how you habituate things by going through the motions and it's not like every time you show up you're just going to go through the motions but a lot of times especially in the beginning you are just going to go through the motions and as time goes on there's going to that's probably going to be less and less and you're going to be more aware of it because like at the end of the day you're establishing the good habit because it's you feel like it's good for you, and it's something you want to do, so then you're going to, like we said, you're going to become the kind of person that likes doing that through going through the motions, through showing up anyways, despite the feeling, but then since you're showing up, you're going to, the feeling's going to come afterwards, so then that's going to help you habituate the act, the quote-unquote good habit, and uh, yeah, I think that is all I have to say about habits and how I feel about them, my opinions, my experiences, my internal dialogue, and uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. As always, just listen. No, sorry, not listen. Go follow me on Instagram at Amin Gaines to uh, stay up with the latest and the greatest of me and uh, Amin talks. Obviously, I'm gonna try to keep. I'm gonna try to start posting more on my story and on my feed to kind of be more interactive if you guys have any questions just dm me whatever or i'm bound to put up a stupid poll at some point answer that keep me updated give me ideas and tweaks whatever you want and uh yeah all right guys thanks for listening i'll catch you all next time